time, Wolfpack Nation. We got a banger of an episode coming out for you here today. As we got a Pack Nine preview episode, baby. We got a heck of a crew right here. Obviously, we got Greg the Leg there, ready to knock some dangers out, out of the ballpark. And then we got Ken Kleiman, former NC State uh, pitcher that I think needs no introduction to any Pack Nine fan that's watched maybe one game of baseball in their life. And then obviously the the I mean. It can't be a proper, a full, distinguished Pac-9 preview without having Justin Cook on. I mean, that that's. I mean, I think everybody can do a Pac-9 preview, but I mean, is it really to the level it needs to be if Justin Cook's not a part of it? I'm just saying. So I say no. Yeah, I say no. Exactly. So, so with that being said, y'all. So again, you know, just kind of diving into it, we're gonna kind of talk a little bit. You know, just you know, talk about you know previewing. You know, this upcoming season. Obviously, talk a little bit about. You know, last season where it kind of leads us to, you know, in terms of returners, uh, transfers, all that jazz. And we'll just have a fun conversation here. But jumping right into it, because we started to kind of talk a little bit about this before recording. And uh, we definitely want to start talking about it here. But um, the upgrades uh, to to the Doke, Um, you know, and obviously, you know, when the first pictures came out, there was, I would say, a lot more negative feedback that there definitely was positive feedback uh you know about it uh you know and a lot of it because you know seeing all the turf on the inside uh you know on the on the infield uh you know and and etc etc but like and one thing for me too was even how uh how the the batter's box itself was the turf was black and i'm thinking to myself man is that not gonna be hot uh but you know again obviously the first thing which everybody you know we, we will say and most people said back to that is first of all they're not done so just to give it time, take a break, you know, let them finish. But second of all, Elliot Avent and, and and a bunch of advisors were a part of this crew that designed this whole thing. So, I mean, I'm sure everything's been thought through, you know, from, you know, the littlest thing to the biggest thing of all. But, but Kent, you know, being, you know, the only one of three of us being a former baseball player, you know, I'm sure you've seen pictures of it here and there. I mean, what's your kind of thoughts so far, you know, on the uh, upgrades that have been made for this upcoming season? It's a uh, it's a little different. I think um, it's going to get some getting used to. I think uh, mm-hmm. you know. I think the uh, the batter's box being turf. I think that's that's something a little different. But I think that comes from at Mississippi State. You know, uh, Coach Avon went down there when they honored him in the, at the football game where he was there a couple of years ago, and he kind of saw their layout of their field. He spent a whole day there at their practice and stuff, and he liked the layout of it and how it looked and. I, I I personally, it's going to take a little bit getting used to, but I play on turf now, so all turf is 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 something I'm used to instead of yeah. uh, all all natural field, and uh, it'll be interesting for sure. I think it'll take it'll take the players a little bit to get used to, but they've been practicing over at Holly Springs, mm-hmm. at the Salamanders, so right. they've been practicing on turf already, the batter's box at least. So I think they'll be they'll be all right with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, I mean, I, I think uh, you know we were kind of talking, you know, obviously looking at Mississippi state, you know, SEC in general, you know, how, how crazy of stadiums they have throughout the SEC. And then, and so, you know, it's not like you're, what you're seeing is not common. And in fact, you know, it's being used in, you know, some of those common, because we were talking even to, you know, beforehand about, you know, how it just will save a lot of time and resources, you know, not having to repaint the batter's box and, you know, the first and third base lines every single time. And, uh, you know, not having to, you know, well, it, cause, cause, the whole infield is turf, right? So there's no more dirt no. infield anymore. Uh, it's no, just that's incorrect. So, it's, so it's, man, it's you won't you won't have the, you won't have the the crew doing the 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 chain pull, you know, every two innings anymore. That's 
man uh all right well yeah so the so basically the lines are all gra- or turf right so the line so it it's just the baselines and then inside the baselines becomes grass um so what's going to be interesting that i think is the is the bounce you know like the roll off onto the grass onto the dirt you, you know you kind of have now it's going to stay more true so that's going to be probably something they'll have to work through um, yeah. and it'll be, it'll, it'll be a much faster plane surface being grass. It'll roll much faster. Um, but you were talking the, the actual batter's box isn't black. It's just a very dark Brown. I mean, it's like yeah. dark, okay. dark Brown. Um, gotcha. and obviously the, the thing that that's going to be a little bit, people are kind of freaking out on Twitter about it and stuff. Wait till, wait till the grass grows in and, and the dirt's watered. It's not going to be so two tone. It'll be, it'll be. The colors will be a little more similar looking. It won't be as, you know, different looking. It's it's February. It's still early. You know, the grass, the Bermuda hasn't come in yet. They just got the sod all down. I think it, it'll look really nice once everything's, you know, mid-season form, just like the guys are. I think the whole field will look great. It's just right now, like yeah. you said, they're still putting it together. So it's going to be it's going to be a little different right now. And, yeah. the, and the other thing to remember, too, is that's brand new AstroTurf, like out of the factory. It's going to fade like it'll yeah. fade over time. So once you have the two, it'll. It, yep, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not and, also, and, the one other thing I'll say real quick is don't forget, we used to have like a back quarter of turf right behind a home plate. So that's mm-hmm. not an entirely new concept. Now we've just expanded that. And yeah. then the um, the warning track is turf, too. Uh, it's not dirt. So right. something to yeah. think about, too. Right. Well, and, and Justin, you know, obviously, you know, the biggest thing, which I think, you know, we talked about right before recording as well. And I've said this in a live stream, but at the end of the day, all anybody that's ever gone to a pack nine game is going to focus on, at least in my head, is all they're going to do is they're going to look at that scoreboard and be like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I can actually read the names. I don't see all the different, you know, like screen pieces. I can actually say, oh, it's 219, not 319 and read the names like it's and I, I'm just going to be glued to that for every single game from here on out. So, I mean, Josh, I know you've seen it plenty of times in person, but I mean, is it, does it look as nice as, as, as what I've seen on, on, on Twitter, man? Oh yeah. It's nice. I haven't seen it lit up yet, but it's nice from right. what I've seen of it in person. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. It's massive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be so sick. Cause I, that, that scoreboard has had to been probably what? 15, 20 years old at least. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. that old. More than that, yeah. So it, it it was due. It was due for sure. Uh, so so again, looking forward to that. But uh, you know, so kind of uh, diving into a little bit here. So obviously, uh, you know, last season, you know, kind of kind of uh, you know, kind of, I guess, talk about the bow that we put on it, so that way it kind of lead us into this season. But you know, obviously, uh, a lot of ups and downs. You know, coming out of the you know coming out of the gate. Uh, you know, we came with a lot of optimism because of one player, which again, I, I can't, I'll tell you this right now that I've, I've, if you've watched any of our live streams or baseball episodes before, you know, I do not call this guy by name anymore. I just say number 47. So, uh, you know, leave it at that. Now, again, you can't, I'm just saying, just so you know, I'm, I'm saying number 47 cause he done did us wrong. But anyway, uh, so obviously came out of the came out of the box and hit what like seven home runs in the first weekend against Evansville, uh, just out of the out of the blue, and uh, and you know obviously then you go on and you lose a series uh, against Notre Dame, uh, you know you get a close you lose a close one against Florida State, but then you sweep Georgia Tech and you're like oh man like you know we're doing good, and then you know it, we just kind of a lot of ups and downs and obviously ending up 
with the ACC tournament, uh, you know, I mean, obviously beating a Wake Forest team that we just got swept by the weekend before and then beating Miami, number eight team in the country, and then beating Pitt to make it the ACC championship game and then losing to the Tar Holes, uh, you know, because of one half inning, you know. And so, so you know, Cam, I mean, just, you know, if you kind of had to kind of, because I know we hadn't really had a chance to talk to you in terms of, you know, since the last season ended, but, you know, what would your kind of bow be in terms of, uh, you know, would you say it was a good season, a bad season, a terrible season? What would you kind of, you know, I guess feedback it as? I think, uh, you know, going into the year, you know, we always have high expectations. I think we're 18 years, 19 years straight finishing or starting the year ranked in the top 25. So, you know, we, we like to stay in the top 25 every single year, I think. Right. At being there for five years, I know the the early the early season up and downs. I think that happened a fair share amount when I was there. So you know that's just that's just getting guys into rhythms and and finding the right mix of, of pitchers and and kind of the right lineup. Mm-hmm. But then you know at, towards the end of the year, once Coach Aven finds you know that solid not nine to eleven guys he wants to play in the lineup and that five to seven or eight pitchers he wants to use uh, week in and week out, mm-hmm. I think that's when you really see everyone hit their stride and, and hit the rhythm that they, they want to carry on throughout the year. And then from then on, it just takes off. I think, uh, I think it's, it's disappointing how the year ended. I, I was sitting in uh, Florence, Kentucky on in the basement of my host family watching the selection show. And I was like, got down to the last two regions and I was like, we're not in. I was like, we are yeah. not going to make it. And I was like, no way. After the run that we finished the ACC tournament on, and like you said, it was one half inning. In the ACC tournament that really, really kind of, I guess, stomped out our flame. But you know, yep. I wouldn't say it was it wasn't a failure by any any means. I think that that team did a lot of great things. It's just yep. obviously you didn't you didn't finish how you wanted to finish, and it, you know that was just inevitably how how it was going to go out. Unfortunately, yep. too, though, as as yeah. as everyone saw that there was a lot of potential with that team, and they were they were hitting their stride. Yeah, I I think that ACC tournament though was the the epitome or the microcosm of the whole season, right? It had all the same ups and downs that the season ended up, and that it just kind of left a little bit more on the bone that you thought we still had in us. Um, and then like Kent was saying, I was watching the the selection show, and, and I thought the same thing. I said, "We're not in," and and I just sat there on the couch. Same thing was like, "This isn't possible." And then yeah. you see Ole Miss get that last slot, and then they end up going to win it all, and you're like. Well, it's kind of hard to argue it now. Like that was the yeah. team that won the national championship. Um, right. So, yeah, it was a weird yeah. one. Weird, weird season. I think it's tough, yeah. too, because but, with all the fireworks that we had towards the end of the year, I mean, people are tuning in to even wherever we are in our regional, you know, whether we're whether we're mm-hmm. in right, whether we're in Vanderbilt or whether we're on the West Coast, like you're going to have more people watching because of he who shall not be named as as you would say. <laughs> Because he's he's playing the way he was playing towards the end of the year, and you know we had we had a lot of guys step up when uh, when Sam went out and and Wit was throwing really well on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Willitson yeah. was was going to be a guy. I think he was coming back, or he might have been back. I can't remember. But you know we had we had a good we had a good rotation. We had obviously our offense was was hot. I thought so. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of unfortunate all the way around. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and uh, Justin too. You know, obviously, you know, just like uh, Ken was saying, I think all of us when Sam Highfield got announced that he was out for the season, it was definitely a huge dagger. You know, for sure, just because you yeah. knew that 
you lost, you know, obviously your ace pitcher, you know, you lost, you know, one of your, you know, your Friday starter, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, whatever, you know, starter, uh, which hurts for sure to back that up. And, uh, you know, a guy that obviously, you know, had the season that he had two years ago, uh, you know, I mean, highlighted by, you know, his performance against Vanderbilt both times. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, kind of give it to us in terms of yeah i mean like just like him was saying i mean what was your thoughts i mean the, the offense speaks for itself but pitching wise what really stood out to you from last season uh, i would say justin lawson especially from last season mm-hmm. um matt matt and whitaker both of yeah. them too they pitched real mm-hmm. good i mean i think if we made a regional chris billman probably would have been one of the weekend guys yeah during the yeah. regional yeah i mean once it came in it was basically shut Carolina down the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, yeah. But I think our pitching – at the end of the year, I think the pitching got better. I think just the last mm-hmm. game, I think we just ran out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You, you mentioned in that Carolina game, I mean, he retired all 12 batters and eight of them by, were by strikeout. I mean, the, yeah, he was untouch, right. untouchable. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say, though, losing high fill is now you bumped everyone up a spot, right? And so you had guys that you were probably leaning on for long relief. They're now starting. And guys mm-hmm. that you were maybe only hoping for an inning or two a game, now they're forced to pitch, you know, three, four innings potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really hard to absorb uh, when we were – Kind of thin in I won't the word quality pitcher is probably not the right word but but maybe guys that you were going to lean heavier on um, so it, it put a lot of taxing and stressing um, and then it, it, it then it changes your midweek too uh, everything everything gets into a flux when you have uh, pitching woes or injuries yeah yeah absolutely before we continue on take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group that has our whole world covered with agents in five offices throughout Eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. Offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time worrying and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. So, you know, kind of, you know, moving into this season now. So obviously one of the biggest things I think honestly is the most exciting to me is I feel like we honestly have a lot of production back a lot, you know, really looking at these names, like, just like, you know, you just mentioned Justin, you know, Justin Lawson, you get him back, Carson Kelly, uh, Will Marcy, Peyton Green, James Groover, who I think honestly isn't getting talked about enough as he should. I mean, that guy was Mr. On Base last year. And so to get him back is huge. Uh, and then also, too, like Noah Souls. I know that, you know, mm-hmm. when I was talking to you, Justin, late last season, he was a guy that was kind of borderline on, you know, going pro or not. And so the, I think to get yeah. him back uh, is huge. And because I'm easily looking at four or five guys easily just in the outfield. I'm like, any yeah. of them could start, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So, which I know will kind of dive into a little bit more here. But, uh, you know, what would you say, you know, is was the most exciting offseason news for, in your opinion for you, Justin? I would say the pitchers that all came back and the ones that mm-hmm. came in that we didn't expect to come in in the freshman class that a lot of people didn't expect to come in. Yeah. Because, I mean, some of these Agreed. guys, no one knew that they were going to even come in. Everybody thought they were going to sign out of high school. And then, like, like Gupton, that's another one outfielder. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. he's probably the fat, one of the fastest guys since Trey Turner's been here. Well, he actually clocked faster. Yeah. Um, he, he 
unofficially set a world record in the 60 yard dash at 5.96. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. he's going, you know, he, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays into this, whether, you know, he's going to be maybe like a pinch runner type situation, you know, spot, spot, uh, spot starts in the outfield. Um, yeah. th- there's a lot of depth out in the outfield. So yes. that's, that's a okay. good problem to have. Yeah. Well, and obviously I think the biggest one for sure, you know, Carter Trice, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. 2021 all American is definitely the highlight from old dominion. Uh, you know, and that's a guy that, uh, you know, that has nationally been talked about is like this guy might absolutely light up at NC state and, uh, couldn't have come at a better time, obviously losing Devonte Brown, uh, you know, who's has been a great piece <laughs> for us for years now. Uh, I think Carter Trice can easily jump in and be that guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, can't kind of similar question, you know, what, 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 what piece of offseason news kind of, uh, you know, what, what was the piece that kind of stood out to you the most from the offseason? The new guys in general, like Justin touched on, but the, the portal in general, I think, you know, just with the day and age in college athletics and guys moving interconference, moving up from group of five teams to power five teams, you know, you got a couple guys, yeah. Um, like Geo from the West Coast. He's coming all the way over the East Coast to play. I mean, there's just there's an ample amount of talent that we that we brought in that isn't there aren't new guys. They've they've had college experience for multiple years and they're just gonna fit right in, I think. Uh offensively, it's the the replacement, I wouldn't say we upgraded because it's hard to upgrade from from Devontae and and the other guy. So it's it's going to be interesting though to see you know kind of what what we do and uh, who plays where. But there's there's ample amounts of guys that can swing it, and I think there's going to be a, a good amount of guys that that are going to that are going to throw it too. Yeah, well, and just to kind of you know touch on to some of uh, Card Trice's uh, accolades up until this point. So uh, he earned second team uh, All CUSA honors in 2022. Earned second team All American. He was a first team All All American freshman team. First team all CUSA freshman of the year honors in 2021 hit 324 uh, slugged 411 uh, and uh, no on base was 411 then uh, slugging was 620 so again I mean just absolutely crushed it uh, during his time in Old Dominion so definitely looking forward to having him but also too uh, you know another thing as as well I think was the biggest thing was. I think the biggest piece of clutch was Davidson not having a graduate school because, uh, I mean, we basically got two of their top guys of the team that beat us during, you know, the the mid, mid, midweek matchup, uh, you know. So definitely looking forward to, you know, having those two big hitters coming coming to NC State as well, again, just to replace some of that op- lost offense we have. Um, for, so, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Greg. No, for me, like you, you were asking about the storylines. For me, it's the it's all the moving pieces. Um, you know, we're bringing in seventeen new guys, uh, ten via the portal, and um, seventeen. Wait, maybe I have it backwards. I think it's seventeen transfers, ten in, incoming freshmen, and yeah. in that in that uh, incoming class, it's a top twenty five class. So um, just to see quickly right. how that how that plays out. And then we already kind of mentioned it, but with Brown, but like how, who's going to replace JT, um, you know, between him and him and uh, Devante, you know, you, you had almost 1500 plate appearances and like over 300 games started throughout their career. That's a lot of veteran leadership um, that you're losing. So who's going to be your new leaders uh, in that clubhouse? Yeah. Like who's going to, obviously you, you probably would lean on Sam, right? Cause he's been there a while. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, that's for the, that's for the pitchers, but who's going to be your positional leader? Um, that's going to be someone, something to look at when, 
when you know you might have a one two three game losing streak who's gonna who's gonna have that players only only meeting to go hey boys we need to get it going right yeah yeah that's definitely yeah i think too it's funny you said jt he he's a guy that would love the uh the turf foul lines you know oh yeah lay a bunt down third baseline you know he's he probably was 80 percent on a bunt to begin with but Mm -hmm. he's up in the 90 95 range if he's got he's got turf he can he can scoot yeah for sure. For sure. And, and let me ask you this too, uh, uh, Ken, as well, is that, uh, you know, obviously I think one of the biggest issues that we had last season was errors more on the infield side, uh, you know, which definitely a lot of that went to, obviously we were just kept on, you know, changing, you know, our infield lineup and you know, a lot of guys that, you know, weren't overly experienced as well, you know, so, you know, lineup wise, what are we kind of seeing? Because again, I mean, you lost Josh Hood, you lost J- JT Jarrett. Uh, you know, third base was never really set ever. Um, so the only thing you really have returning from the infield was uh, was uh, uh, Groover, Gino Groover on first base. Um, so so what's that kind of looking at for 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 in, in your head for between Kent and Justin? I I, re- I really am interested on that. I think uh, Peyton Green's going to play a bigger factor this year. I know he he played a lot early in the year, and then you know he struggled defensively at shorts so they moved him to third and then kind of tried him there but i think getting a full year under his belt on the left side of the infield i think he's going to be a lot more solid at shortstop and he'll be able to kind of lead that infield cuz as a pitcher you know we rely a lot on the shortstop you know he runs he runs a decent amount of our defensive sets especially on bump plays pick plays all that kind of stuff so he's got a full year under his belt he knows what what to do i think now and he'll be able to kind of not think as much and just use his athleticism and play the game and, and be able to just be smooth and, and not so not so segmented and worrying about, you know, I, I got the ball, I got to throw it now, I got to worry about, you know, where's the runner, what's going on, all the other, you know, external factors other than just, you know, playing baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Justin, anything Ken, I think you bring up that? a really good point. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead Greg. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Ken, I think you, you bring up a good point um, about shortstop and uh, now that, you know, green will have um had a full year he's seen these hitters in the acc right and so you know it's not obviously scouting reports mean a lot but you know in in game action you can't you can't replace that so i think to your point he'll it'll feel more natural more comfortable and maybe he's a guy that takes on that leadership role as being the the, the quarterback or the captain of that defense Mm -hmm. agreed i think i think a big one too that'll help is a year under the belt of uh Cozart. I think him behind the dish being as solid as he was at the end of the year. I think with him having a full off season, getting a little bit stronger maybe and, you know, working on his craft a little bit, he's going to be able to help a lot of guys out position wise because he'll know hitters better too. Just like you mentioned, Greg, (laughs) that should be a big, a big boost for, uh, for the overall infield. Yeah, no, and I think I think Cozart, you know, because I mean at NC State we've been lucky enough to have some really great uh, catchers over the years between Brett Austin, uh, uh, the one with the with the Cardinals right now, Andrew Kisner, 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 uh, Kisner as well, uh, you know, and I think Cozart could easily add his name into into that list by the time he's done here at NC State. Uh, uh, but yeah, Justin, what what are your kind of thoughts? Uh, anything to add to that? Uh, my thoughts on the lineup. I think third base is probably going to be Groover. Gino Groover probably at third. Really? Peyton Green that short. First mm-hmm. base is pretty much Serrano and Marcy. Wow. Second second base is pretty much like uh, Khalil Harris transferred from Texas A&M. Karsten mm-hmm. Folkston, who's back from injury. 
who was part of that Pac-13 game, and then freshman Isaiah Barrett. That's pretty much what the NFL's looking like pretty much with those battles. And outfield, like we said, oh, outfield's pretty much loaded. Anybody can play an outfield right now. But I think Noah Souls has pretty much a spot out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think he would have come back unless he pretty much, no. you know, was said, Yeah, you'll you'll get you'll you got, get field. And then you got Don Pilar, Lee and Carl Trust, those two guys can DH if they're not on the outfield. And Parker yeah. Nolan too. Where are you gonna put Parker yeah. Nolan? Center field. Okay. And then you got yeah, I, was, I was gonna say, Justin, you're you hit it nail on the head. Dom was the next guy I was thinking of that, you know, he might not he might not have a spot in the outfield, but UDH that guy and you get him in the groove of things, you know, he's got a full, another full off season, healthy, hopefully, you know, after, after his ACL at, uh, at Charlotte. So I think now with him being able to, you know, have a full year to rehab that whole thing and, and get back to full health is he's going to be an X factor. I think potentially. Yeah. And then the so other I, I think, kid, he can play yeah. in right field too. Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, we got speed. I was just, that was the next point I was going to make is like with all of that, one thing that most people won't know is Palali was four or five in stolen bases last year. And mm-hmm. that was coming off of a, a off of an, off an ACL um, to, to your point, Ken, I think he's only be stronger and probably faster. So I, I think you, you, you lost a lot of pop probably with four or seven leaving, but I think you're going to see a lot more manufactured runs this year uh, with the state. <laughs> putting yourself in a lot of hit and runs, uh, just straight up steals. Um, because the one thing that played against us last year was putting pressure on the defense um, with all of the mental and mistakes and errors. If you reverse that and put it on the other team, I think you're going to create a lot more havoc and a lot more opportunity for runs. And to your Agreed. point too, Greg, I don't know if a lot of people know, but that wall in left field is no longer there. It's uh, it's the same way. It's the same size all the way around. So that dope stream to left is – even more in play. So even the smaller guys, they, they get the ball up in the air. It's, it's going, it's not, it's not going to be hitting off the top of the wall anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, that dope stream probably wasn't a friend of yours back in the day, I would say. No, I, I, I did not like it as, as much. No. <laughs> I hear you. So that being said, y'all, we're going to take a pause right there and we will pick up here for, uh, pick this conversation up in part two here. So we'll kind of talk a little bit about definitely the speed side, which I think is going to be a big thing that we hope to improve on and, and, and feel a, a, a good chance to improve on heading into this season. Uh, so with that being said, just as a reminder, if you haven't already, again, make sure to, you know, go check out, you know, Justin and, uh, and Kent, uh, you know, Kent, I know that you're, you're starting up uh, again, right for, uh, you know, spring ball right now, but where can Pac-9 fans, uh, you know, keep up with you and, uh, you know, what's, what's going on with you? So I'm, uh, I'm playing in the frontier league, independent baseball. It's, uh, Florence, Kentucky. It's about 15, 20 minutes South of, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And, uh, so I'll be there, um, spring trainings in, uh, in April. And uh, we start uh, second week. I think it's twelfth this year of May, playing all the way through September, uh, every day but Monday. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun though. A lot of baseball. A lot of uh, wow. a lot of a lot of time on the road. You know, we play games in Chicago, New Jersey, New York, all the way up into Canada. I think we got a week that we spend in Canada this year. So it's it's a lot of wow. fun though. I'm just glad to be able to still play. That's amazing. Yeah, I can. We're definitely wishing the best for you there, man, for sure. But again, y'all, we'll, we'll, get, we'll still continue our conversation here with Justin Kenton. And by the way, I mean, you know, if you're a state fan, you know where to find, find Justin. So, you know, you, if, if it's not on Twitter, he's you can find him in the outfield during all in state practices or 
pretty much every single Pac-9 game. So I think that goes without being said. But thank you all so much again for tuning in. Make sure again for us, if you haven't already, already hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell, which is free to do, and that way you're notified on all your devices whenever we go live with any new NC State content. And also, too, if you don't mind as well, if, you, if you're excited for NC State baseball, hit that like button. We really appreciate that. And also, too, uh, give us a follow Tuffy Talk now on Twitter and Instagram. But thank you all so much again. We'll see you off part two. Go Pack, y'all. <laughs>